fucking piece of shit. Are we uh, <laughs> are we ready to go? Yes. All right. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen from Leander, Texas, the uh, longest running, most prolific independent film comedy podcast of all time. He's Clarkson. I'm Jim. We are the Film Thugs, and we are foregoing our normal theme today in favor of Iron Fist by Motorhead. And our Sunday afternoon Jack and Cokes in honor of Lemmy. Ah. Mm. Thanks for the memories, my good man. And it's a Lemmy strength one, too. That means it's just right. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, that's good. Where are uh, my cigarettes and drugs? Exactly. Yeah. They still do those? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I got to say, I am genuinely, like, thrown by the death of Lemmy because I have for ages sworn if there was one who was going to live to be 90 or 100, even as hard as he lived, it was going to be Lemmy. It's like it all caught up with him. Yeah. As soon as things had to slow down, Uh as soon as he had to take his foot off the gas. Yeah. In any way change what he was doing Mm -hmm. with his... his uh, yeah. complicated body chemistry. Right. That was it. It all. It all just, just fell boom. away. Everything yeah. hit at once. Yeah. It was like yeah. this big, you know, small uh, passageway, like the yeah, fucking it, gate of Thermopylae, yeah, it was, just waiting yeah. for all these things to well, get him. It, it was like uh, on, on The Simpsons, they talk about burns. These are the diseases yeah. trying to get through the door, right, and they right. are all crammed yeah. in at once. And right. uh, once one gets through, everything hits. It. Uh, hell of a hell of a good. I'm lucky enough to say that I've seen him twice. Yeah, I've seen him a bunch. Yeah, that hell of a good show. Uh, as everyone says, the real fucking deal. Uh, Henry Rollins' piece about him was great when they were on, talking about being on some panel with all of these important musicians, and mm-hmm. Lemmy just slides a cr- <laughs> slides a card across the table to me that says, "Why am I here?" <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. He's, by all accounts, he was as authentic as you could be. Yeah. He's a guy who lived life exactly the way he wanted to for every uh, fucking minute of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, he may have had some regrets he didn't speak of, but mm-hmm. uh, it, was his, it was his damn way. Exactly. Yeah. His terms, and he will be sorely missed. Yes. Uh-huh. There are not enough like him. No. And True I th- character, uh-huh. a real punk. Yeah. A real bad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... And we will work this somewhat into the movie today, because there is a way to do that. But before that, uh, let's talk. It's been a long hiatus here, because, you know, Christmas gets in the way of things. Christmas, New Year's, but we are back, and uh, in the interim, uh, we were going to try and see Creed, didn't work. We've both seen Star Wars, I've seen Hateful Eight, I'll talk on Hateful Eight. I thought it was fantastic, it's very different. Right. But it's a good movie. Really good movie. I recommend if you're able to to see the 70 millimeter roadshow. Uh looked amazing in 70 and the uh um you got a program. Hmm. So I I stole two, so I have two identical programs cuz that makes sense as a thing to do. Sure. Um but you know, it, 3 hours 15 minutes overture, intermission, fucking great stuff. Right. I lo- I loved it. Then there's the movie that Good God, could we just let it be a movie? Yeah. And please. I think the only real problem is that Brian, my friend Brian, saw your post about Star Wars mm-hmm. and was like, Clarkson didn't like Star Wars? Like, 
No, that's not what I got off of it. I got... No? It's... He doesn't... It's that... There was such a wall of hype going into it. Not even that. Not even that, really. And I want to preface this by saying I am not cutting some sort of troll promo. Right. You'll understand when I'm done. I'm I'm not being a snowflake about this. Right. I'm not trying to be a different guy. Yeah. A contrarian, which I naturally am anyway. I'm not doing that here. Mm -hmm. I am not saying this is a bad movie. Mm -hmm. I am not saying that... The the four hundred pieces on from the cat people at Huffington Post have any relevance? Yeah. When they talk about plot holes, yes. When they don't understand what a plot hole is, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Yeah. The movie is well made. Yeah. I can appreciate all the everything, everything yeah. that went into it. Because compared to the prequels, mm-hmm. as a production, yes, Jesus, yes, everything that went into this was very impressive. Yes, uh-huh. and hit all ticked off all the boxes yeah. of. This is a Star Wars movie. These are the things you liked as a kid. Click, yeah. click, click, click. Yes. Got it all. The Got shit it. that they had to do had to, because Lucas course. had alienated everyone yeah. so Four billion thoroughly. dollars to buy Lucasfilm. Yeah. They're making a fucking Star Wars land mm-hmm. in uh, at Disney. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're going to cast a wide as net as possible yeah. and bake the most pleasing cake yeah. that you could fucking bake. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. I didn't walk in there expecting some sort of New horizon of filmmaking, Mm -hmm. right? The problem is about 10 minutes into it, Uh I had this terrible feeling of, this is not connecting with me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Uh, The new characters are all right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could pick apart the things I didn't like, but who gives a shit? Right. It was more of a, this isn't, this isn't, isn't what you were expecting. Yeah. It's not connecting. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's not working. That looks like Uh a fan film. Yeah. It isn't. I don't need George Lucas to direct a goddamn no. Star Wars movie. Yeah. My favorite was directed by Irving Kirshner. Yeah. I don't need mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I don't know what I need. Right. It was a terrible feeling, people. I yeah. walked in excited about this. I was a, had a break between jobs. Right. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to uh-huh. go see this movie. Yeah. By myself. I mean, mm-hmm. I would have much rather see it with other people, but I was yeah. excited about seeing it. Yeah. Okay? It's when you had, you had to fucking see it. I was it's, like, fuck it. I got to see this. Yeah. I got time. I I'm not going to go see Creed yeah. without you and, and Nicole wants to see it, so I'm not going to I'm not going right. to do that. So I'll go right. see this. Uh, and it was a terrible feeling to right. watch that movie and not, not give get, a damn. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. That's a bad experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, for mm-hmm. me, right. That is not a fun time. Yeah. That is not what I wanted to experience. Exactly. Yeah. It just didn't work for me. Yeah. That's all. It landed cleanly for me. I loved it. Sure. It was it was and, perfect for me. And if people if people like yeah. it, great. I yeah. am not looking at it like Yeah. Oh my God. You right. like that drivel? Mm-hmm. No, man. It's also the way I look at it too, this is unique for a lot of reasons. Not really because the prequels exist, but it was it was made knowing that it was act one. Yeah, sure. So the whole idea of it, like, J.J. Abrams, what he specializes at, a- asking questions that he can't answer. Oh, certainly. And there were a lot of great questions in this. It, I loved it. I absolutely loved it because I was just, it It, it connected with me. I was, it, for some reason, you know, it was one of those things. It uh, connected with me, pulled me in. Uh, I actually then, and I'll just go ahead and say this, I... Got my old VHS copies mm-hmm. of the original theatrical releases and watched those. Uh, and they were surprisingly close to high def, considering they were from the old VHSs. What are you doing with your hands? Nothing, nothing. Oh. I'm not doing quotes around VHSs. Like bunnies? Yeah, like bunnies jumping around the movie. Gotcha. Take away all of the bullshit Lucas 
hurled on the screen. Mm-hmm. The original trilogy is a whole lot better, just as the theatricals. There's a like the, it is. It's remarkable. Of like course. genuinely blew me away. Like holy shit. Yeah. Like oh, and Boba Fett sucks because he got killed by a blind guy who wasn't even fighting him. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. He has a cool costume he and does. makes one decent move in his spaceship that looks like a fucking iron. <laughs> it does. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. Or a shower head. Yeah, yeah. A weird shower head. No, the iron's better. Yeah, it does. It looks the, like an iron, yeah. There is a faction, we'll call them a faction, yeah. of Star Wars fans out there that have the Boba Fett uh, complex. Oh, yeah. To the, but they cast that across the entire... Yeah. Um, Franchise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That looks cool. That's cool because I th- say it's cool right. and important because I say it's so. Yeah. And now I'm going to make all this bigger than it actually is. Yeah. I'm going to make uh, what was a, the original movie a, a genre bending, fairly melodramatic yeah. space opera. Yes. That's what, what That's it was. exactly what it was. And yeah. it was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to make this the most important thing in my life. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. I don't know about that. To each their own, yeah. but to uh, to me, I didn't look at it as anything less than. Right. I didn't see it as some sort of black eye on the franchise or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Again, uh-huh. just like my post. Right. It's not you. Yeah. It's me. We want different things. Right. And I, I, it's not a good feeling right. to sit in a the theater and go, "Oh my god, am I over this?" I don't think I am. I think I'll see the other movies. I saw the fucking yeah. prequels. Yeah. I've had a bad Star Wars experience and yeah. still watch more Star right. Wars. And it's one of those things where compared to the prequels, this was not a bad experience. No, no, no. By no, a no. damn sight. It it's just you had a... It was oh, that, huh, hmm, yeah. this isn't working for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I liked Ray a lot. Right. I'm not a big fan of the Poe Dameron character yet. Yeah. I don't know... Because, yeah, we don't know, know where he's, he's going. I think I, Finn and Ray have as much chemistry as the Old Testament has BLTs, uh-huh. but that's just me. Yeah. Um, they haven't really. They didn't really get enough time to build it, and yes. they they know they're going to have more time to build that. Certainly, Ray I thought was fantastic. Uh, I liked Ben. Uh, I thought uh, yeah. Ben was great. Uh, Kylo Ren is a fascinating character, and the one thing I love the what hooked me into it, I think, is and minor spoilers from the very beginning of it. If you haven't seen it, sorry. The fact that the first time we see the Force used. It's doing something we've never seen mm-hmm. done before. Yeah, that alone, I was like, "Okay, I'm in." That moment, for some reason, just stopping the laser blast in midair, I was like, oh, "Right, oh shit!" And that pulled me. That sucked me immediately into it. And right. I was, and again, I think with a lot of deals, it's like uh, with Star Wars. I don't know what it was with the first one, but I will use what I think is the touchstone moment from A New Hope. The first time that lightsaber goes off, the first time he fucking turns on the yeah. lightsaber yes. in Ben's place and just like, oh my God, that's cool. That moment, that's what that moment was for me because I always talk about how cool it would be to go back to the first showing of Star Wars mm-hmm. and see how the audience reacted to, what is that a, is that a fucking laser sword? <laughs> yeah. And how just blown away you'd be. Yeah. Um, and that that's what I that's what I had when Kylo just turned around and boom. Right. It was like... Oh shit! We're in a new world here. This mm. is this is different. I'm excited about the new movies. I'm I'm really there. Just it's one of those like I feel bad for you. <laughs> you should I feel bad. Uh, I um, yeah. The wonderment is gone. It's no wonder. Yeah, ah. it's uh, sad. Yeah. It sucks. It does. It does. So, but whatever. on a on a lighter note, uh, making a murderer. Mm. If uh, 
this the wonder is still intact. With yeah, the murder. Here's how I I was very pro capital punishment until I really stepped back and analyzed the rest of my political beliefs, and I cannot say that the government is corrupt and inept, and then say, but I trust them to execute the right person. Oh, sure. I realize I can't do that. The punishment itself, if there's definitive DNA and all that, I'm fine with it. I just don't think that we are good enough at it to, <laughs> to be throwing it out there. I think only when everything is completely locked down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're completely locked down and there's just mm-hmm. no way around it, admission, yeah. what have you, and as uh, uh, kill his ass. As a line that one of the lawyers uses that you have yet to get to, the most infuriating line to actually come out of the mouth of a prosecutor, reasonable doubt is for innocent people. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with with our justice system. If you have it, mem- making a murderer is, they might as well just call it fucking railroad mm-hmm. because that's all it, it, it's, it's fascinating to see how fucked up our system can be. And it goes into, if you look at it with a uh, serial, it's about ha- a, a, a circle, closing the loop, having a story that works. Yeah, making a cutler, closing the book, moving on. What can the difference between what makes sense Mm -hmm. in air quotes and what case you can make legally? Exactly. And those are things you need to keep in mind when you're, if you haven't listened to serial or you haven't watched Making a Murder, because you can see where, even though this is fairly obvious, Uh the documentarians and the people behind serial, um, will go off in these tangents. Yeah. Because it makes a good documentary, you're right. not going to not do that. Yeah. But yeah. however, those things can tend to cloud the line I'm drawing between mm-hmm. the emotion and what can be proven legally and the legal evidence and what have you. Oh, you will, yeah. when, when they get to... Just a- saying. Yeah, well, what I will say, after the verdict, when they talk to a juror, that'll blow your mind. But the, the overall thing with this is, I... I, I'm not. I don't think that we're dealing with cops who are like, "Oh, we're going to nail this guy." I think that the, we were dealing with a police force that said, "This guy did it, and we need to make sure that we get him." They, I think they believe he did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think. I do not think he did. Right. Uh, and I think they said this guy's dangerous, and we need to get. We need to make sure he goes away. Right. That's what it feels like to me. Right. I do not believe this guy is guilty at all. Right. At all, and it is. I am sad for him, but I'm heartbroken for his nephew. The the yes, um, the the line that keeps coming up in uh-huh. making murder serial mm-hmm. um, that just more than anything, more than a railroad, more than a potential. Mm-hmm. Whether it was a railroad, whether it was a fucking frame job, uh-huh. whether it was he did it, right? Whatever, whatever, uh-huh. any possibility. The line. He doesn't have the resources. Yeah. This person doesn't have the resources. She mm. doesn't have the resources. Whomever yeah. Yeah. doesn't have the resources mm-hmm. to defend themselves properly in the court of justice. Yeah. That fucks with me. It does. More it, than it, anything yeah. else. Well, it, Other than the fact that a, a, a woman was murdered. Yeah. Obviously, well, that's awful. What it reminds, in both cases. What it reminds me of is the thought of... Um, what they talked about after the OJ case where it's like, oh, yeah, well, he's just got all this money and it's an unf- he has an unfair advantage because all this money. Like, OJ doesn't have more money than the state of California. 
And the state mm-hmm. of California was throwing a bunch, sure. a bunch at you. You cannot outspend the government. Right. And that's what was so, that's what's hitting on this. That's, that, that's, that does stick. It's, oh, fuck, yeah. Um, but also in, in this one that, there's just so much that's fucked up in it. There's just so much there that is, shake your goddamn head. What the, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it always bothers me that there's so many people who are inconsistent with the way they talk about this stuff. They are inconsistent with, uh, you know, it goes into the police brutality stuff. When somebody calls out, well, yeah, this is obvious police brutality. Folks like, hey, well, hope you never need a cop. What kind of fucking Game of Thrones bullshit are you spewing if you're not okay with the King's Guard killing people and raping women and all of that? Right. Then, well, would you... You can say, I believe that cops should not be killed, but I also believe that cops should be very accountable Mm. uh, because they put on the uniform. I think because the respect that that commands, there should be exemplary transparency and oh, yeah. that you should be open beyond reproach. Of course. But you've got to be open with it. And with this, it's there is so much fuckery afoot in that in this case. Like, well, we searched his uh trailer for eight days, eight didn't days. find anything. Then uh this guy came in and he found a key laying in plain sight. R- what officer was it? Uh just this, you know. This guy was he involved in the wrongful conviction that this guy faced and spent eighteen years in jail for? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's huh. It's head scratching on four different levels, right? Okay, so you believe this guy did it, and you want to make sure he goes away. Mm-hmm. Well, let's play chess and not checkers, boys. Yeah, and let's not have anyone involved in the wrongful. Yeah, in the wrongful like. Uh, uh, case before, uh-huh. let's make sure they're not in. Yeah, so there can't even be a question. Yeah, let's have Again, a new guy it has in to there. Be, drop this in. There. Yeah, transparent beyond reproach. My feeling. I mean, if you're gonna frame a guy, yeah, be smarter about it than this. My feeling with the first case, the the one that he was wrongfully mm. convicted for, where so wrongful that it was like somebody in one of the sheriff's offices, was like, oh, that's not him. That's this other guy yeah. who ends up having done it. My feeling when it is that grossly incompetent to the point that even the insurance company when in the lawsuit that they filed against him was like, no, you guys were so wrong. You're not covered on this. Right. Yeah. I believe you are an accessory before the fact to the rape that that guy committed after the fact, after yeah. the fact because you aided him in right. being free to commit that crime because that's yeah, what maybe. people always forget with wrongful conviction yep. when cops wrongfully convict someone and with this they wrongfully convicted him with gusto mm-hmm. that left a fucking rapist on the street yeah that's just wrong yeah terribly wrong mm. but that's how it goes sometimes that's how it goes <laughs> that's how it goes all the time yeah <laughs> that's the thing well, oh did you see there was a report that i saw came out uh i think it's through the post washington post or the new york times published the study that police dogs, drug sniffing dogs are wrong about 85% of the time. So the, uh, we got an alert on the vehicle. Yeah, that's, that should be a problem for everyone. Everyone should not be okay with that. No, no, that's uh, not good. Yes. So 
on our uh, <laughs> onto a different tone here. We are doing our week to week writing of an outline for a script. Yeah, it is called uh, futuristic car racing movie, but ones where the car also flies and maybe something about family and love, aka right. tomorrow's wheels, aka victory sunrise, aka Icarus lament. <laughs> I forgot about that yeah. one. So the last one, we, we are going by Blake Schneider's beat sheet from what's known as Save the Cat, yeah. where we are uh, we're going through the very, very formulaic way of writing a script. So last time we did our opening image, which was the first car race that we've got, right. where the cars are flying. There's, uh, you know, our, we're following the ruggedly handsome, good-looking World War II bomber pilot type who's... Son is in this pit crew. Yeah. We've got uh, Chappie. We've got uh, Dejean. <laughs> Dejean. The French mechanic who's spotter. Right. He's spotting from on top of a tower. And uh, it ends with dad winning the race, barely. Thumbs up to the kid, explosion, dad's dead. Right. Now. It's never happened before in the history of cinema. Never. Never. <laughs> Holy original concept. Right. So that is. In a is, car. In a car. In a, exactly. A car that can fly. Uh, nope. Nope. So that was uh, during With Nail and I. Mm -hmm. Now we are going to talk about the setup. This is just a slight expansion. This is where we have to expand on that. And let's see here. Um, expand th on the before snapshot. Present the main character's world as it is and what is missing in their life. So I think that we, from, you know, explosion, dad, dad. Right. We jump forward and the kid grown up and now he is a racer right. he's racing but uh he's definitely the put takes it one step over the line every time he's yeah. dangerous he's he is maverick from top gun he's dangerous he may have a death wish yeah he might have a death wish mm. maybe but the team is still his there. car is called death wish oh so they wonder why he may have a death wish mm -hmm. i like it I like it. It's on the back. Every time they talk to him about having a death wish, you see the car in the background. I was thinking. Death wish written on it. I was thinking. We or could, I may have a death wish is actually the name of the car. I think we should call the car the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. so with this, we have to expand. And I think it's the kid is in that world of racing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have to present his world as it is. He is. We're going to go, I think, cliched as hell with him. He is the uh, nail and broads left and right. Sure. But what's missing from his life? Well. He's got the family, the men, you know, we have Champion Dijon, but he doesn't really have more than that. He doesn't have more than that. That's what's missing from his life. And I think this is where we might be able to throw a little interesting thing in it later that uh, I think could fit into the setup somewhere. They're bringing on a new member of the pit crew. Right. And Is it a lady? Yes. But, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ready for a twist? Yeah. Ready for the twist? When dad died in that race, the guy who nudged his car, his daughter. Oh. That dude doesn't want his daughter getting involved, so she's got to go on her own. Yeah. And so the guy doesn't know if he can try. We don't know. This gets revealed later on. Right. Of course. Th this will be part of the, <gasps> what? <gasps> what? The crisis. Yo, yeah. who? Spritza, who? Yeah. So they, he doesn't have any real love or a real life. It's just he's about racing and yeah. crushing. Right. And... So we bring this girl in, and she's going to be the one to help, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And at this point, we do need to introduce, I think, you know, repeat back to the race that his dad died in has to be like the... Uh, has the, to have some name. Yeah, but it's got to be like the Indianapolis 500. It's got to be the pinnacle. It's got to be like the... Uh, the pinnacle 500? The pinnacle... 
The Pinnacle 500. That's how, that's how easy it is, yeah. folks. The Pinnacle 500, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Daddy's Love 2000. Yeah. Yes. It's like the, the Pinnacle, although 500, the Pinnacle 5000. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, flying cars, 5,000 mile race. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Pinnacle 5000. Mm-hmm. Easy. So, Dunzo. Pinnacle 5000. Yep. And, uh, I got all this down. So, yeah. Pinnacle. Very, very important. Yeah. Pinnacle 5000. 5,000. For all the marbles. Yeah. Then we got daughter. Daughter joins team. And so we know what's missing from his life. We've got him set up. And it's, uh, you know, it begins with him racing. Maybe he's not racing one of the, maybe he's he's working his way up to that league. You know, he's running, uh, you know, not Formula One. It's like Formula Three or Formula Two. You know, when Yeah, he, he can't make the, he keeps wanting to qualify for that. Yeah. But. Because of his dangerous reputation, mm-hmm. they won't let allow him in there. Right. You know. But he's got to win a certain number. Yeah, he's right. he's having a hard time with it. Yeah, he can't get blah, 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 whatever. And maybe this broad comes in, and in the end, she'll be the one who helps him. Teaches him control. Yeah. Teaches him control. He's too fast. Honestly, my- This my, is basically Top Gun. Yeah, exactly. Um, Talladega Nights, the original name for it was High, Tight, and Handsome. And that right there, I would, um, I just want to call that this, that, because it's like, you got to race handsome, kid. Because right now he's racing tight. He's, ra- you know, he's actually that high, tight, and handsome was something that was like, no, man, you're, you fly, you're racing high, you race high energy, but you're loose and ugly. Yeah. You got to get tight and handsome. There it is. And yeah, boom. So that, that's His how that would come friends, in. Tight and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, and maybe uh, I'm thinking we could almost go uh, Burt Reynoldsian with some of his uh, mannerisms. Uh, yeah, let's see. Not quite stroker ace rapey, but no, just a dash of uh, Smoking the Bandit three, where Jerry Reed has a mustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, yeah. For some strange anything God that could reason. somehow reference Jerry Reed or Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I love that laugh. I agree. So we are set up. So we have taken care of our opening image and our setup. And now can move on to continue our year of Criterion with spine number 118, Sullivan's Travels by Preston Sturgis. You have never seen... Pineapples. You have never seen this movie before. But before we get going, I was actually reminded of a thing that I wrote years ago. There was uh, somebody who followed us on Twitter who put out this thing that said, hey, for my website... I'm doing a thing called um, uh, What Good Is Art? And okay. she wanted people to write in about that. And I sat down and people wrote like single sentences and shit like that, you know, small paragraphs. I want to read the entirety of the essay that I wrote on this because that's my style. But I want to read this because I think it ties into this movie. All right. What good is art? Well, that's easy. It's all pretty paintings for nice people to look at, right? I mean, that's what art is, like paintings and stuff, right? It sounds dismissive, but it gets to the heart of it. Really, how do you answer how you answer that question relies on how you answer a few other questions. One, what is art? Two, who is art for? And three, what is the purpose of a particular piece of art? Now I go to a quote from Searching for Bobby Fisher. You have no idea what I want. What is chess, do you think? Those who play for fun or not at all dismiss it as a game. The ones who devote their lives to it, for the most part, think that it's a science. It's neither. 
Bobby Fischer got underneath it like no one before, like no one before, and found it at center art. I spent my life trying to play like him. Most of these guys have, but we're like forgers. We're competent fakers. Um, his successor wasn't here tonight. He wasn't here. He is asleep in his room in your house. Your son creates like Fisher. He sees inside. You can tell all this by watching him play some drunks in the park? Yes. You want to know what I want? I'll tell you what I want. I want back what Bobby Fisher took with him when he disappeared. Searching for Bobby Fisher. Mm -hmm. I think that sums up the first question to me. If you're able to do something in a pure and beautiful way and understand it, and it speaks to you in a way that nothing else can, how is that not art? I mean, baseball is just a game. But if you've ever seen the poetry that is a perfectly executed 6-4-3 double play, you can understand that there is an art in the heart of that game. Even if you don't like the game, a play like that is so fluid and moving that you can't help but feel it. Not just see it, but feel it. Hell, look at the history of the Boston Red Sox, which was an outright tragedy for 86 years. When you see the years of suffering and heartbreak that the fans went through, then see the release of emotion when they finally won a championship, it's operatic. Mm -hmm. How many pieces of classical art have had that level of emotional impact on that many people? Essentially, art is where you find it. Then I go to a quote. I'm going to go out on the road to find out what it's like to be poor and needy, and then I'm going to make a picture about it. If you'll permit me to say so, sir, the subject is not an interesting one. The poor know all about poverty, and only the morbid rich would find the topic glamorous. But I'm doing it for the poor, don't you understand? I doubt they would appreciate it, sir. They rather resent the invasion of their privacy. I believe quite properly, sir. Also, such excursions can be extremely dangerous, sir. I worked for a gentleman once who likewise, with two friends, accoutred themselves as you have, and then went out for such a lark. They have not been heard from since. Sullivan's Travels. That sums up my feelings on a second question. A lot of art is created for people who get art, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are people out there who see art as being something that only people with training can really understand. Right. They hold that there is an elite class that can truly understand and appreciate art, and everyone else is a petite bourgeois who is content living a consumer-driven life. It's fine for them. It also happens to be complete nonsense. Art is for anyone who feels a genuine emotional response to something. I will return to sports again. FYI, I'm only using sports metaphors because for many people, sports is as far removed from art as you can get. You, can, you may not see the poetry of sports, but there are people who see someone like Michael Jordan or Wayne Gretzky or Peyton Manning, and the way they play the game stirs something in them. The grace, the athleticism, the strategy, the very, under, the very understanding of themselves and those around them creates a balletic symphony of movement that gets to the very heart, the viscera of what it means to be human, and what we as humans are capable of. For some people, a crucifix hanging in a jar of urine does the same thing. So be it. But just because someone went to art school doesn't mean that the experience of another person is invalid. Now, yeah. quote, there's a lot to be said for making people laugh. Do you know that's all that some people have? It isn't much, but it's better than nothing in this cockeyed caravan. Sullivan's Travels. I don't believe the nature of art has ever been as concisely stated as it is here. For a lot of people, there's a stark divide between high art and low art. From this view... Some pieces of art are inherently better than others. If we were to focus on the film world, this is where the master directors reside. Hitchcock, Kubrick, Bergman, Fellini, uh, Foreman, Brunwell, Kurosawa, and countless others held up as this ideal of cinema, and rightfully so. These are some absolute masters of their craft who have created some of the most amazing films that have ever been created. But what about people who aren't fancy-pants filmmakers? What about people who just make movies? I am no great fan of Adam Sandler. 
I've enjoyed some of his past work, but the stuff he makes now just doesn't do it for me. They're broad, crass humor that doesn't strive for anything more than cheap laughs with outrageous characters and and predictable plots. But is that a bad thing? If someone works way too hard for way too little money at a job where they are disrespected by their boss and the clients, has a horrible marriage and a few kids that hate him, and he can sit down and watch That's My Boy and for 90 minutes forget about everything that's awful in his life, how is that not art? It might not be your particular cup of tea, but if a stupid movie is able to cause a reaction of pure joy in the heart of someone who desperately needs something to feel joyous about, that seems to me at least to be the very essence of art. So after all that blustery hoopla, let's return to the question. What good is art? Art is an objective good. It elevates us when we fall, grounds us when we get too far from center. It distracts us when we need it. It reminds us of things that we need to remember. It helps us forget things that are best left forgotten. It exists where we need it, and it is there if we need it or not. Yep. That is my treatise on art. Yeah. And I think that is very much as I quoted... Sullivan's travels twice in it. Yeah. It is what this movie is about. High art telling somebody telling you what it's like. That's fine. And it can be great. Yeah. But a lot of times it's bullshit. When you're talking about the movies mm-hmm. and I separate documentaries from the pictures. Yes. Uh huh. You know, you can go to the pictures to see a documentary, I suppose. Yeah. And I have. Yeah. Um, but Going to the pictures mm-hmm. or to the movies yeah, is much more in show. line to a picture show. It's much yeah. more in line with what you were lining out there in your uh, treatise yeah, about yeah. a guy working his ass off just want to escape. Oh, and for me, yeah. and I'm, I'm, this is not mine, it's yeah. just, you can cobble together this group of words by right. a thousand other people who have commented on the same thing. Mm-hmm. All art is transcendence yeah. at its best, and escapism at its least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That does not qualify one as greater than the right. other. Just the level of enjoyment. Well, if it's escape, fucking great. Yeah. If it's, it's transcendence, fantastic. Yeah. And uh, and for some people, escape is transcendence. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. And that's a be- And the, again, that's the beauty of it. It's the way it falls the, in. I, uh, I you know I, I went to the National Gallery of Art when I was in D.C. for my vacation, mm-hmm. and it was all very impressive. There yeah. happened to be one painting that just locked me in. Yeah, it just locked me in. Mm-hmm. And for a moment, not very long, yeah, I got lost. Mm-hmm. I'm not lost. In, oh my! Yeah, anything about the levels of the, no, no. Yes. I mean a pure caveman at a fireworks show, right? Kind of whoa, uh-huh. wow, yeah. Look at that. And then it made me think about something else. Mm-hmm. It made me think about something else, something else, something else. And yeah. it took me to another place in my head. That's right. all. That's yeah. it. And then for that. Four minutes where mm-hmm. I stood in silence. My wife didn't. He wasn't talking to me about it. She right. was sitting down, looking at something else. Uh huh. I was lost in it. Yeah. And I remember coming out of that, thinking, mm-hmm. "Okay, wow, that that's that's art." Yeah. God yeah. Damn it. Yeah. God damn it, Martha. <laughs> that's that's, that's odd. A pretty picture. Well, the way I look at it too is like, dear Zachary left me in blubbery tears right. afterwards. But I'm not going to say for a second that that's more important than the first time I saw basketball and I laughed so hard that I literally broke the chair I was in in the theater. Right. I'm not going to say one is better or worse than the other. No. They are both different things. They both have different meanings, but they are both as real an experience and depending on what you need. And necessary. Yeah. In this in this life. Yeah, in this cockeyed caravan. Completely necessary. Yeah. Both yeah. are just as valid mm-hmm. as far as taking you out of 
yeah. this cockeyed caravan. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like I was talking with uh, Hope last night, and I came up with the the statement. You know, we there was something about how Abbott is appointing a homeschooler to the board of education. Okay. Uh, maybe even like director. I don't know. I don't know. But my statement is, and uh, the, the statement I made was, man, people who've never been teachers talking about how to fix education. That must be how women feel when men lecture them about abortion. Hmm. Yeah. Because like you don't just shut the fuck. Or when men lecture them about contraception or any of that, like shut the fuck up. Right. And that's what so much of. Uh, that's what turns me off about so much of stuff that's made is the disconnect. And that's what is it very much at the heart of this, where this rich guy who, uh, you know, oh, he's out, he's, you know, I'm going to make my movie that speaks to them and, and tells the story of the poor about hardship. And the first thing, what do you know about it? Right. The guy from the studio, what do you know about it? What do you know about trouble? Yeah. What do you know about trouble? Where were you at 25? I was at college. Where were you at eight? I was at boarding school. Like, <laughs> right. For some reason, there is this self-appointed class who says, I'm going to tell these people's story. Like, <sighs> Not really. Yeah. Now he's just going to try to tell a story. In his words, yeah. I'm going to tell a story that speaks to them, yeah. that's for them. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you would be better to make a documentary that brought light to something that maybe yeah. the, uh, the regular workaday world doesn't know about. Uh-huh. That's a... That's a fucking valid, yeah, uh, and good thing to do. Mm-hmm. That is, that's a smart and good thing, yeah. to do. Yeah, to say, well, I'm going to make a movie for you about your situation. Yeah, like it's really, that really, that's got some stank on yeah, it. That's yeah, that's not some, that's not cool. Like you know, Grapes of Wrath. I've never read the book, mm. but it's one that you know Steinbeck well put yeah. his fucking heart yeah. into it. But at the same time, how well does he know? What he's talking about, and, and things like that, there is an importance to have a truth to it. I yeah. mean, seriously, watching uh, Sullivan's Travels, you're talking about documentaries. Nowadays, fuck, it could just be put a goddamn couple of pinhole cameras on you mm-hmm. and go out and make vi- live in that world so that, you know. And the, and the bitch of it is, uh-huh. it may not paint the kind of picture you want yeah. the world to see mm-hmm. of that yeah. life. Because it's... It's human beings. Well, yeah. It's not going to. It's not going to be you know a tight little package. Yeah, there is going to be complicated. Be, yeah, people aren't going to be all good or all bad. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of bad. Mm-hmm. A lot of bad. Yeah, a whole lot of bad. Because people are in a yeah. bad situation, mm-hmm. desperate yeah. situation. Desperate people do bad shit. Yeah, like not wh- because they necessarily want to. Right. But you know what? There are people out there that just want to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at uh, what Sullivan when he went out with the five dollar bills. Right. And realize we're talking 1941. Yeah. People ain't exactly in what would be called a good space at no. that time. And so 1941, $5, that's literally today like handing out $100 bills. Yeah. So if $5 in 1941 would be about $81 today. Jeez. So he walks out with $1,000. So Man, thank God Nixon took us off the gold standard. Yeah. Whew. Good job. Otherwise, where would we be? So here's a guy walking around with essentially $20,000 in cash on him, handing out $100 bills. Yes. Uh, And he's not like, people come to this place and I'll disperse them. It is, I'm going to walk around the worst areas. Yeah. And it's that shit where... (laughs) It's talking about 
no situational awareness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, <laughs> the OODA loop was not in play yeah. <laughs> with Mr. Sullivan mm-hmm. as he's walking through the fucking skid rows of the world yeah. handing out $81 at a shot. <laughs> and this is one that is genuinely perplexing because now, it, depending on the year, there are people out there who are this poor now. Oh, and, but and mo- poorer. Yeah, poorer. And most of us do not know those people. Uh, if you are access to a computer and the internet... Odds are you're not living anywhere near these folks who are right. that broke. I don't know where you come from. I don't know. Eh, but I'm not judging anybody, but I'm saying the folks that are poor are not the kids going to school with an iPhone and Jordans. Right. That's yes. That is that is that is poor, but that ain't po. No. There is as a, you said, they're not coming to school because that's where the running water is. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I know I've seen it too. Yeah. You they come across the bridge. Yeah. Drop their kids off at school. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging why they yeah. did. It. I'm, not, I'm just saying <laughs> they didn't have fucking shoes, man. Yeah. That, that is poor. Mm-hmm. You know, my what old did, man. Yeah. God rest his soul. What did your dad wear to school? A burlap sack. Yeah. And his clothes are made out of burlap. Yeah. That is. That is uh, Mother made yeah. out of the feed sacks. Yeah. You didn't have electricity until was a teenager. Mm-hmm. That's F- fucking poor. Yeah. I mean, watch the movie City of God, yeah. and there's a scene where the camera was Jesus left running Christ. as the kid's like, that's a shower? I've never seen one. And no, that's not a line. That is a kid from a favela who's like, that's what a shower looks like? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Wrap your head around that. Yeah. And there is that level of poverty, and- those people do not need somebody who is looking for, uh, well, I want a distribution deal where I can get X number and X number of points off this and part of the yeah, distribution. Don't, you don't make a movie, as Sullivan wants to make a movie for them, you don't yeah. make a movie for them to be in a favela. Yeah. To watch a movie about kids in a favela. Exactly, yeah. And that's why later on when he watches the the Disney cartoons yeah. in the church on a, when a chain gang uh-huh. and sees these guys laughing their asses up way more yeah. than you would ever laugh at uh-huh. this. Yeah. Because your situation is so bad uh-huh. and all they want is to fucking forget yeah. about There's it. something. Oh my something. God. And when he looks at the guy next to him, am I laughing? Yeah. Am I laughing? Yeah, it's great. Holy shit. That, because there are people in this world, like he said, that's all some people have. have. It's not much, but it's something. Yeah. Because man, there is, it, it is one of those things like when somebody makes a doc. I, there was a movie, American Teacher, that I went to a couple years back at Austin Film Festival, and a friend of mine was there. And I left, you know, we left, and because there was a question and answer afterwards, it was right. like Matt Damon narrated it because his parents were teachers. Matt Damon, I give him a lot of credit because there's somewhere he shuts motherfuckers down when they talk shit about teachers. There was one where this woman was like, Well, you know, well how do we know that doing this wouldn't just make them worse? Shouldn't they just blah, blah, blah? And he's like, that's nonsense. For all I know, you're a bad reporter. But that we can't just make that as, like just eviscerated. But at a point, it turned into. I looked around. I was like, okay, this is all teachers in here. It is all but a teachers union meeting. Right. I'm a member of teachers unions, uh, trying to not be because they really right. aren't doing shit for me. But it turned basically into a meeting like that. And my friend just sent me a thing going, yeah. I, the minute this turned into a fucking recruitment for teacher where I, I i'm done i was right. like yeah because it's great you told this story and in a year it's going to be forgotten mm. as everyone moves on to the next thing right and that i'm not saying they shouldn't do it i'm not saying it's not appreciated but it's not a substantive thing right 
I mean, you're, you're, you're bringing in everyone who's saying the same thing and showing it to people who are in agreement. There needs to, you, you want to do something like that where you really want to help people. Then there needs to be some sort of actual discussion with people who, oh, well, teachers, this and that, like, all right, let's talk about it. Well, what? no one's yeah. going to have that conversation. No one's yeah. going to have a conversation between people that are completely for and only for homeschooling as opposed yeah. to people who are for and only for public education. Right. This black and white discussion mm-hmm. of, nope, we're not gonna, we're not going to agree. Yeah. Well, let's fucking talk about it. Yeah. Maybe some should, maybe some shouldn't. I don't know fuck all about it. Exactly, I don't yeah. have to know anything about it. I don't have any children. I don't uh-huh. plan on having children. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm going to live in a country, Yeah. so I have a concern for it. Exactly. I'm not like, all hands off, who yeah. cares? But a conversation should be had. Yeah. And not just, eh, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever yeah. side. Yeah. And it's one of those where the way that it's thrown out is so black and white. It is... The way John L. Sullivan view, oh, this is my noble tale of these people. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, then then talk about it for real. You're in California. Talk, oh, this teacher bought her first home. Yeah, come to Austin and talk to teachers, talk to single teachers who I'm lucky as hell that I worked for Dell long enough to have money to be able to afford a down payment on this house. Otherwise, right. home ownership for a single for a teacher in Austin is not a reality. Right. Show that. Talk about that. It's not even a. Cl- if you want to own a house, you have to have at least two incomes and you do not get the, and either you are living in 800 square feet or you're not living in the city. Right. And that's the truth of it. <sighs> and all that, but again, because we are in this polemic bullshit and this, because, the statement I always make about education or anything is what value do a place on what the, uh, what that teacher is doing is that what they're doing valuable to you? Yes. Okay then you believe they should be paid more. Well, no, because they didn't know. It has nothing to do with how many hours they work, how many months they work. Is the work worth it? Right. And if it's if t- you say, well, this is all they deserve to get paid, then you don't have the right to complain about any of it. Right. With this, it is, man, it's so much broader than that because it it is a, a time period we don't understand. No. We straight up do not understand. This is... Your dad was a little kid mm-hmm. in 1941. Yes. So this was, this movie came out when your dad was wearing a burlap sack. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it was. Yeah. And man, it is, it, that is such a heavy thing because on our end, we're like, oh, poverty. So you know what they've got? So so they're, they're living in a government house with assistance. No, none of that existed back then. It no. was literally, uh, I I have this bag over my shoulder and that's all that I own. Yep. And there were so many people that that was true for. Yeah. And had to rely on church groups yeah. and community groups that mm-hmm. would reach out to help the people as, as best they could. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at it, even though our John L. Sullivan is this crazy rich. Yes. So he's completely disconnected. But even when you get down to Veronica Lake's character, Whose name is the girl? Right, that's the name. And I, what I love about it, no point do you notice her name's not spoken. Yeah, because what difference does her name make? Hell, what the only reason John L. Sullivan's names matter name matters is because it is a plot point. Right, but you've got this woman who is you know locked out of her apartment. Mm-hmm. She can't afford that, so she's going to thumb a ride home. Right across the country. Yeah, and what's her view of the hobo life? They eat chickens and 
baked potatoes and corn on the green corn on the cob with melted butter that they steal along the way, but they all sit around and share and have this amazing no. like her no. view of a vagabond's meal was no. sitting around a campfire eating roast chicken, baked potatoes, and corn on the cob. <laughs> I haven't had that. Yeah. My God. Not, <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Not, oh, they might find a tin of beans that they... Maybe. You know, there's a reason beans and shit like that, because it's cheap and easy to fix and you're done. Right. But that these are actual people who are going through this and not just some quaint little backdrop. Right. This is not Kerouac's on the road. Exactly. Where yeah. you want to hop a freight and have some pie. Yeah. No. We'll go pick apples for a bit. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. Do some day yeah. work and I'll really experience the world. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay, sure. Okay. Get get you could probably get away with that mm-hmm. in uh the fifties or whatever right. way he wrote that. Right. Uh and get a get about. Right. But in the crushing poverty of the interwar period. Yeah. Uh and even before that, uh-huh. Um Without a social net at all, none. You are yeah. going straight to group groups of people breaking off into what people do: uh-huh. gangs. Yeah, yep. Gangs of people uh-huh. fighting over resources. Mm-hmm. Um, people like John L. Sullivan are not equipped. No, for that obviously. Yeah, uh, not equipped to handle that. If anything, it, it soft pedals it. Obviously, it's right. a comedy. They're not going to go for the you know. No, no. This no. is going to be much more like The Walking Dead. To uh-huh. just use something that people can wrap their heads around. Yeah, yeah. Um, certain groups with their own um, their own tribes with their own rituals and what they what mm-hmm. they expect from each other and what they're getting and fuck everybody else. Whether that's Rick's yeah. gang or the gang that Daryl joins yeah. temporarily, uh-huh. uh, whatever season it was. Yeah, um, when they had rules, you yeah. know, fighters mm-hmm. keepers. Or whatever yeah, claimed, claimed. Yeah, as it was. Uh-huh. Um, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. When the lights go out uh-huh. long enough, yep. that happens. Yes. Yep. So, um, yeah. you know. Sullivan wakes up without <laughs> shoes on. We, yeah. That's the worst that happens to him. Yeah. Yeah. I did all my shoes on. Mm-hmm. Which is, of course, a plot point for the uh, for, yeah. drives later, the action that happens later mm-hmm. on. But still. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. You, you that your girl that. wasn't gang raped. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because. Yeah. Depravity. Yes, because you are dealing with folks at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's a bottom that, you know, when a guy came, yeah, you know, I was I, I worked my way up as a director. I started at the bottom and worked my way up. Right. Yeah, you started at the bottom making five hundred dollars a week. <laughs> yeah. Which again doesn't sound like much now, but realize we're we're talking about a time where he was making, you know, near it, your your time five hundred bucks a week. Hold on. I love having my inflation calculator and things like that. <laughs> so he was making uh $8,221 a week when wow. he started out. And in, let's look at this in the broader scope. They talked about getting you know, $3,000 a week, making 2.4 mil a year yeah. in today's money. And he is complaining about, oh, well, I got to make some boring movie. I wanna, I, yeah. Dude. <laughs> Just do it. Two point five million dollars a year. I oh. would make whatever you tell me to make. Yeah. Well, at least he ha- he goes through all this to realize the the value in what he actually does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to make this movie out to be. It should be more like Mad Max. No, uh, I'm not. I'm no. just saying that you know this is reality. And also, what's reality uh-huh. is that there are very good people on the way. Yeah. 
Oh the, yeah, the the uh, diner owner is like, well, I'm not getting rich. Yeah, yeah. The, the, he lost the ten cents he had in his pocket. He was trying to get two cups of coffee. And diner owner realizes it. D- didn't even ask for a donut. Just asked for two cups of coffee. Right. And the girl is staring at the donuts. Owner puts them down, gives them each a donut. Yeah. And what does Sullivan have to turn it? Oh, miles away from home, a glint of human kindness. But like, yeah. or it's just a guy. Same. It is in uh, what's it called? Uh. Um, grapes of wrath. Mm-hmm. When they stop in that store and the kids are staring at the candy, yeah, like, sir, are those penny candies? Mm-hmm. And the guy stops. Uh, no, they're four for a penny, right? And sells again. And all the everyone in that in the shop is sitting. Oh, goddamn bums! People right. gonna grab it. And then when the guy pays his bill, the guy who is saying the most shit against them after the guy gives them, you know, t- like those candies are ten cents each. Yeah, well, I'm. And he overpays his bill, hmm. basically covering it. And how it is his sort of way of going, you know what? You did a good thing, and damn it, I'm not going to let you be a better person than me. So yeah. I'm paying for that candy, but I'm doing it in a way where I'm storming out of here pissed off. All right. And it's kind of a beautiful moment because that is like, there. I have said many times before that people as a group in groups are pretty awful. Oh, yeah. Yes. People, Count on it. Yeah. People as individuals, when it comes down to just a guy, yeah, they tend to do the right thing. Adam Carolla talks about this all the time. Where he said, "You could take a wallet with a hundred dollars cash. You you have fifty wallets with a hundred dollars cash, and how to get in touch with the owner in it. You know, an identification mm. of the address, and drop fifty wallets with a hundred bucks around the city." you're going to get at least 40 of them back. Right. Because people, thieves aren't looking for stuff like that. People, by yeah. and large, are decent folks. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Where, where are you dropping exactly. these 50 wallets? Yeah, it depends on where they're dropped. That's just uh, mm. experience. Yeah. Intelligent experience yeah. being guided. That's all. Yeah, but people, by and large, you know, they're going to do the right thing because that's what we are. However, it does make those who aren't that much what the fuck. There's a reason that that dude who stole his shoes and later knocks him out and robs him stands out so much. Because you look at it and you're like, most people wouldn't do that. And most people know most people wouldn't do that. So when you see the person who does do that, it's, fuck. Yeah. That guy is helping people. And that's how you... Jesus, he what's wrong with you? Yeah, he just sees some guy with a lot of money, yeah. and he doesn't have any. Yeah, he has a lot of resources, and I have none. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take his resources. Yeah, with yeah. violence. Yep. And <laughs> if you're going to set your clock to something, uh-huh. just in general, set your clock to that. Yeah, set your clock to everyone in one degree or another that you don't know that's not in your group. Uh-huh. They're that guy. Yeah, not saying that you treat them like that. Right. Have it in the back. Look of your at them head. like yeah. that. Yeah, keep it in just mind. Just keep it there. Just yeah. keep it there. And yeah. if they aren't, you'll be surprised, and everything's great. Yeah. But if they are, you'll be, you'll ready. be prepared. Yeah. That's yeah. all. That's all, John. Mm-hmm. You know, just walk into the middle of the night. Yeah. With what was it? Eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. Twenty five thousand yeah. dollars. Eighty. Eighty grand, roughly. Eighty grand. Yeah. Eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh huh. That you're handing out a hundred bucks at a time. Oh my, my God, my God. And yeah, and don't wander off where no one can see you. Yeah. Do that shit in public. Because what, what I love is how they highlighted the looks on people's faces that mm. he gave the money to that to us, it's 
five dollars. Right. Nothing. These people, somebody just changed my life for the next couple weeks. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. You know, you're looking at ten cents for a donut and a cup of coffee, and somebody hands you five bucks. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to get to eat for a while. No. It's looking, you know, the stories that you hear. The baseball documentary talked about something during the, you know, during the the documentary during the depression, where it's like, you know, a student, a teacher talking to a student, it's like, no, it's my brother's turn to eat today. Jesus you know, Christ. or in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, when the teachers like everyone has their lunch or they're going home, and the one kid who didn't have anything, and the teacher gave him a quarter. You can go have lunch in town. It's like, no, no, ma'am, and take the money and. Scout stands up. You're shaming him. Yeah. Their family has never taken a handout. Right. You are shaming him right now. Please stop. You don't understand these people. Right. And it's it, there is a level of hunger that that's what annoyed me when uh, they the government changed the term from uh, hunger to food security. Yes. And because I agree with that change because it makes sense. And Dale Dudley railing like, oh, oh, you're, you're, you're hungry. No, no, you're not hungry. You just don't have food security right now. No, Dale, you're hungry. Hunger is fixed by a sandwich. Right. Food insecurity is a poverty symptom. It is we don't know where our next meal's coming. Do you know where your next food meal's coming from, Dale? Yeah. Yeah. Probably going to throw a lot of it away, too. You're probably not even going to finish it. Right. Yeah, these people, no. If you're food insecure, you ain't throwing a fucking bite of food away. You literally don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about the most basic mm-hmm. thing you need. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking crazy. It is. It's crazy. It is, yeah. I can't say that I, I even at my poorest, I always uh-huh. worked at restaurants, so I was able yeah. to eat. Yeah. But there was a time mm-hmm. where I didn't. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. and it's a huge but. Yeah. If I had just come off of that fucking prideful high horse, yeah. I wouldn't have had that question mark. Mm-hmm. So I had a dim intimation of a question right. mark. Right. I mean, the fucking faintest. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to make myself out oh, to look bad. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm a fucking spoiled white child mm-hmm. from South Texas. Oh, yeah. No problem. I got it. I own it. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. That's yeah. how it is. But mm-hmm. I did see that question mark. Oh, yeah. Uh, a looming right over the horizon. Well, you remember when I was uh, th- you scary remember, shit. Man. You remember the shitty the garage apartment, the yeah. fun house. I I talked to the Oprah. I was like, you know, I look at it. I was poor for a while, and she goes, "But you were in college and getting a job again. That's you had security. You you had a family right. that you weren't gonna. You were fine. You were fine. You were not going to be in trouble." And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I can look at that as my time yeah, where yeah, I, of course, where I was a poverty tourist. Yeah, that's a good way of putting and it. And that's really all I was. I will not grandio size myself a bit more by saying I was anything but yeah. a poverty tourist. Right. Because, yeah, I was living in a $300 a month furnished garage apartment without heat. I literally had to buy a floor heater. Check your privilege. But here's how I look at it I was able to buy it. Yeah, yeah. Because oh my god, it was it was during freezes. Yeah, and, yeah. but I was able to fucking afford it. I was able to afford food, everything. I never had that issue. Right. So I, you know, I I could see where fuck that would suck if that was. But if that sucks, it, right? Yeah. And that sucked. Yeah. And everything fell. Mm-hmm. That sucked. Yeah. Sleeping in a van sucked for me. Yeah. But, but, mm-hmm. if things started to really fall apart, yeah, there were a, there was an army of family oh, to god, go, yeah. there to go. Whoa. 
We got you. Yeah, yeah. Before you slip off. Mm-hmm. Before you whip yourself too hard. There. Yeah, you had a safety you net that emo. was. Yeah, you had yeah. a safety net that was flanked yes. by legions of oh, family yeah, yeah. going. Why the fuck are you doing Why this are you doing dumb this? shit? Because I'm an idiot. Uh-huh. Aha! <laughs> I'll show you all. I'll show you yeah. all how dumb I am. Barbaric. Exactly. It's, it's frustrating, though, to look at. But the thing is that I would no, at no point assume that I could lecture anyone. No, 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 no. I mean, You I, wouldn't make a picture yeah. for poor people about no. poverty. Yeah, when I, was, when I moved into that uh, the, the apartment I lived in before this, that I lived in for eight years. Right. Which I lived in a fucking apartment, the same you did, apartment yeah. for eight I moved into goddamn the years, I yeah. And it's it too had wacky floors. It did. Oh, what yeah. is it with you and wacky floors? I move into cheap apartments and that should be condemned. I see. That building should have been condemned, but and that's not an exaggeration. I think if you were to go through and inspect shit on it, you'd be like, yeah. The oh front, no, I, I walked yeah, in that many yeah. a time. Like, hmm. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. The front half of this building is about to fall off. <laughs> this is not safe. I think I see daylight yeah. beneath your floorboards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not good. But even then, when I was substitute teaching, looking for a real job, right. I had days where I didn't work. Yeah. And yes. guess what? If you say, oh, I could go and make $85 today, or I could not, and you don't, and you're still eating fine, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you're all right. You're fine. I'm just yeah. going to sit at my computer and watch streaming TV shows. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're fine. You're Jim. all right. You're fine. Yeah. And it's... it's. But okay, you would want uh, someone to make a movie about yeah. a guy that can eat and didn't work today as a substitute <laughs> teacher that watches that watches streaming television on his computer. Yeah. You wouldn't want that movie. No. You would be like, what the fuck what is the fuck? this? I wasn't watching that. I was you know, <laughs> I was I was streaming comedies. Right. Yes. I was watching Fungi. I was getting my Netflixes. Yeah. When you had to wait for the disc. Oh my. That's all I was doing. That was my life. It was it was not terrible, but it wasn't great. Right. And that's saying I wouldn't have wanted somebody who is, you know, make a movie for you, make a picture yeah. of you, Jim Dirks. I'm sitting, I'm, I'm overlooking the Hollywood Hills. I can see the curve of the earth. We're called Fun House. Yeah, a guy lives in a place with bad floors. <laughs> it's terrible. He's, but eating, it's you. he's eating pot pies. Mm-hmm. He's got nasty cans no, that was, everywhere. That was actually before then. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. That was, my vision here. Right? No. 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 I'm not no going. The original one was that. That was when I would buy a giant bag of Tyson <laughs> chicken nuggets and pop tarts. I like that it's just a bag of nuggets. Yeah, bag of nuggets. It just says Tyson on the side yeah, with like a chicken wing picture. It's just a sack of nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I would, and it literally would last Hashtag me like two weeks. Tyson sack. Tyson sack. I just dump a bunch of them out and I put garlic, salt, and lemon pepper on them because I had enough money for spices. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking um, golden prince. Exa- yes, exactly. And that was back when you and I were hanging out yeah. like every goddamn night because fuck, I don't go out. You have cable. We can hang out and watch TV. Go out. The yeah. fuck? I remember once when uh, you were out of town, I was like, yeah, man. Can I just go over to you? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a key. Just go over to my house and watch TV. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, I and I left your house cleaner than, than I found it. Which <laughs> was not a difficult task. <laughs> I, just, I wiped off a counter. Okay, I look think. at that. Nice. Oh, shit. Nice. Damn, Jim took care of business. Yes, it's like the fucking king and I up here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny to look back on our hard times and realize that they aren't hard. That dude would have killed either one of us to step into those lives and felt yeah. like the king of fucking Prussia. Yeah, we have, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean literally stabbed us to death yes, with yes. a knife. 
Because when you're willing to kill somebody for a little bit of money. And if you have a question in your head out there, like, mm. what, what I, what I, you haven't been hungry yet. Yeah, yeah. Nor yeah. have I. No. I'm just saying that. Uh, I can't answer that question. No, I can't either. I've never but, been uh, hungry. But, but yeah. the question do loom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it do. Yeah. And to look at the, how many places in the world that shit exists as just the way you live. Yep. You know, yeah, we have slums. There was this slum in China that got torn down a couple years back that was basically like three square blocks of just a building that like there were parts in the center of it that had no sunlight reached it and the air was bad just because oh. it was unbelievable. And there are all these pictures, that, like these just mega slums where it is, it is a fucking dystopian nightmare, but that shit exists and is the reality for... Whole lot more people oh, than man. we are comfortable thinking about. I can't remember the name of this book. It's been Dan Simons. Uh-huh. Hold on, let me look this up. Do it. Very exciting stuff. It is. Here. This is this is what makes this radio. This is what pop. people pay for. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, what the fuck is it called? Mm-hmm. Uh uh uh, 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 Nope, it's not Drood. Uh, <laughs> mm, mm. uh, we're almost there. Ah, Song of Kali. Song of Kali. <clears throat> About this author who goes to India, mm-hmm. and uh, what goes down there. Tour right. novel, not bad, but his description uh-huh. of the crushing poverty. Uh huh. It's just terrifying. Oh yeah, uh, what I was looking at it was Kowloon Walled City. Oh yeah, yeah, that is a slum. Oh my god, that. I mean, it's also the name of a band. Yeah. Now. Jesus. Nice pick, boys. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the descriptions of poverty you get where, like the images, that's inside the building, you know, uh, where, where you've got just these areas that are separated from the world. Yeah. And, you know. It's yeah. fucking Midian yeah. from Nightbreed. It's yeah. Midian. Mm-hmm. That's Midian. That's what that is. Yeah, and that's f- where the monsters live. Yeah, the complete. I mean, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Where, where it's like you don't know what that's about, no. and they don't want those people uh-huh. don't want a movie about it. Yeah, yeah. The, and, and again, it's the the poor are not interested, <laughs> and poverty. only the morbid rich yep. find the subject fascinating because it is this detached look at it as some yeah. study. But yeah. Sullivan, I like the the transformation that he goes through slowly with it, where it it hits that realization. Right. He's like, "Oh wow, I can actually do this," and then he gets the real realization. And then when he sits down, I don't want to make the. I don't want to. The whole film is about getting to make Oh Brother Where Art Thou. That's right. all he wants. He's like, "I don't want to do it." What? First off, I haven't suffered enough. Right. Like. Phew. Humility, okay, cool. Right. Uh, just like to make a comedy. Mm-hmm. Something light, something fun. The fucking Michael Bay mentality. Absolutely. Of, you know, yeah, I make movies that 14-year-old boys like. So fucking sue me. Deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not your cup of tea, but it is somebody's cup of tea. Yeah, and it doesn't for matter. So- I mean, it can go further than that. I mean, Michael yeah. Bay, is for for all the, the um, insults people find fashionable to hurl his way right he you can we can all agree he's a competent filmmaker yeah. mm-hmm. may not like it but he's a competent filmmaker. yeah we can all agree absolutely yes uh-huh. he has an eye he yeah. knows what he's doing his visuals are impeccable you know okay is it fucking black knight 
No. With Martin Lawrence? Nope. 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 But, but. Some people like but that. Some people yeah. like it. And it serves the same the uh, same purpose as that picture I saw in the National Gallery of Art. Yeah. Painting I saw. Yeah. Um, the picture uh-huh. I saw yeah. in the fancy place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it. Escape is its escapism at its least, transcendence uh, at its best. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's what it's for. Exactly. It doesn't have to be fucking high art. Nope. It can just be two hours away from your troubles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what's sort of like at first it was distasteful to me when I started teaching. The number of kids who like, what's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, uh, John Tucker must die. That's just the most recent movie you saw. Oh, but it's my favorite movie. Right. I, I loved Pixels. I loved it. And mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh God, all of those are awful, but what right do I have to... T-? And this whole thing came from a guy that I worked with who is an older guy, awesome. If aliens were to land on this planet and say, what is a high school football coach? I'd be like, this guy, right. he is the embodiment of it. Perfect. Right. But it was time like... Bike shorts, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah like, nice. I feel like I'm an older guy, like greatest story ever. He had a crushing loss years ago. His team just got their ass whipped. And he's driving home, and he got pulled over by a cop in this small town. Mm-hmm. I looked at his ID, recognized him. He's like, are you a football coach? And he goes, huh, I thought I was. <laughs> but he ended up knowing him from something earlier. But he was talking to me. He's like, you know, I think I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to watch Jack and Jill. That looks funny. And in my mind, I was like, that movie looks worse than, than anything I can think of. <laughs> yes. But who the fuck am I to look at him and go, that movie's stupid. And I realized that. You just make yourself look like an asshole doing that. Yeah. And I sit and go, for whatever whatever need you have for a movie, that is filling it. Yes. And, you and, know. And good for you. Good for you, man. And good for the people that make that movie. You know, Adam Sandler um, yeah. hasn't made a lot of things that I like. Yeah. He has made a few things that I do like. Yes, he has. Very much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't look at him and go, well, that's Shakespeare. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. But and the question will come up for younger people. I uh. typically, I say younger people because I typically see this mm-hmm. in younger comments. People, younger people with their comments. How does this keep getting made? Yeah. I think even in this show's history, um, it was my idea to have a, an entire episode called Keanu Reeves, How Did This Happen? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Clarkson. Yeah. Uh, it happens because he's a, Pretty face who yeah. can act and draw people. That's yeah. how it happens. Yeah, Dick. Mm-hmm. It is not. Sh- it, it's show business. <laughs> yes, that's how it happens. Yeah. And God damn it, I think I like more Keanu Reeves movies than I do Adam Sandler. So yeah. that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. I keep paying for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And people keep paying for Adam Sandler movies because the studios say, "Well, we know we're going to make X amount of money. Uh-huh. You've got a built-in audience. Yeah. So it's here's however much dollars to do your another Hawaii yeah. movie with Drew Barrymore, and let's go. Yeah. It's going to cost this and make this, and it's do it. set in fucking stone. Mm-hmm. You know, like Carrot Top. Don't find him funny. He's nope. the guy who figured out resonance in Vegas. Okay. Yes. He is the one of the first guy to make that like a thing people do. Yeah. And killed it. That motherfucker owns Vegas. Yes. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, fucking, I mean, or Yakov Shmirnov yeah. and Branson. Yeah. Well, yeah. That dude, dude. Andy's dead. So. Yeah. Yeah. He owns. <laughs> didn't he? He's got like golf course money. Uh, who knows? He's yeah. got a lot of goddamn money. Mm-hmm. Keep that in yeah. mind out there if you're aspiring to be the entertainment any in any fashion. Yeah. You don't have to be George Clooney. No. There are many levels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not even George Clooney. Spielberg. Yeah. Let's go there. George Spielberg? George Spielberg. 
All the way yeah. down. Mm-hmm. All no, the vast levels. That's what think all, about the bottom level. Yeah. That bottom level makes a lot of goddamn money. Yeah. What always amused me is when Dane Cook hit and mm-hmm. the way other comedians reacted to him. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I think a lot of what he says is hilarious. Sorry. His whole bit about what would serve Americans right is if aliens landed and they were all 12 foot tall Native American Indians. Right. Like, oh my God, that's fantastic. Right. That's fucking great. But the, well, he took the, what he's seeing a guy hit by a car and itchy asshole bit. He stole that from Louis C.K. So he's, so you're looking for a reason to tear this guy down because he is unrealistically successful. Don't look like, at his routine with with the sort of, you know, like you're going over to the Zapruder film. Yeah. When you have somebody like, mm-hmm. fucking, what's his name? Um, the obvious thief. Uh, the fat Jew? Or, uh, oh, Menstila? <laughs> yes. Oh, no, the fat Jew is a guy on fa- on Twitter who basically just, he his entire career was stealing jokes from people. Oh, fat Jewish? Yeah, fat Jewish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, but, uh, yeah, Carlos Mencia, who... Got to a point where he even recently on Mark Maron's like, you're goddamn right, I'll steal it. Because, yeah, well, sorry, you you've go. been nailed so hard. Yeah. And, you don't yeah, have to was... sift through mm-hmm. Dane's routine. And I'm not a fan of Dane Cook. Yeah. I'm not, goddamn it, yeah. my, don't fuck with my Dane. Yeah. I'm just saying, you don't need to go through all that with, you know, go yeah. through his trash trying to find evidence of right. it. When this guy's like, I yeah. did it, and yeah. I'm proud of it. I did it. He went, well, uh, fuck uh, you. A guy who ripped off a bit from uh, <laughs> Bill fucking Cosby. <laughs> You know, I'm sorry, when he took the hi mom, th- hi mom, right. that whole bit with the football player, oh you know, uh, yeah, that, that really? is one that is, yeah, <laughs> yes, he ripped that bit off. And that's why not don't you what, really, why don't you rip off the chocolate cake thing? Yeah. Oh, God. what it reminds me of, though, with that is there was a, back when I tried to do stand up here, there was somebody who was talking about, somebody did the uh, Scooby Doo being all about pot. Mm. And, and this person in the club was like, uh, yeah, man, he ripped that bit off from whoever. <laughs> so the comedian like, goes, that bit is basically public domain. <laughs> that one, yeah. But when there's something that is so obvious, right. it just, what? What? Uh, you might as well just walk out and go, you can call me Ray. Yeah. You can call me Jay. But you don't got to call me Mr. It, that's, sure. Yeah, Mencia is so, was so obvious about it. And it was undeniable. Right. Unfucking deniable that he did it. And I never found him particularly pu- funny because he was a guy who punched down a lot. Yeah. You know, if you're in your 30s and you're wearing a paper hat, you're retarded. Right. Talking about people, I mean, like, finally somebody taking the fast food workers of this nation down a peg or two. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, there are a lot of handicapped people who work in places like that. Yes. So good for you, Ned. Good shot. Nice. Ned. Nice. Like. That shit's always uh, uh, irked me. But, but even that motherfucker yeah, there is making people. a shit ton of money. Yeah. And there are people who love him. Yeah. People yes. Who fucking yes. love yes. that guy. I know five right now. Yeah. I, I know. I, I just know them. The one thing that, that bo- always bothered me most about Mencia was what Rogan said that he would do. Like, he would come in and it's like, yeah, this is my first time headline. is a big night for me. And he'd be like, oh, cool. I'll, he, you know, I'll go up first. And, and he would do your best bit. He would go on before you and steal your best bit and do it right before you go on stage. Yeah. There is a damaged ego at play there. There's a lot going yeah. on there. Yeah. Psychologically fascinating. Mm-hmm. But the way I always look it's at also it. also fascinating that Rogan didn't 
spin his head around. And- yeah, just fucking murder him on the spot. <laughs> yes. Um, that with this though the the idea of of learning the value of just being there are too many people who get into that. Oh, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, people who like that tend to be the kind of people who like Big Bang Theory. So right, like, right. The fuck are you to say that to someone, man? You just have, and you know, there was a time where I would look at that person and just go and just dismiss them outright. Right. Yeah. But as I just pointed out with my Keanu, Keanu Reeves thing, uh-huh. I kind of was that person yeah. to a degree. Right. I may not have been a, across the board. Yeah. As and as uh, swept quite as as wide uh-huh. as uh, other people. Yeah. That I know, but. Um, Still kind of was. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at it, our second show we ever did was movies we hate. Right. These are movies that if someone says they, and w- yeah. but we even said, if someone says this is my favorite movie, I really like this. Yeah. It wasn't, oh, we don't, it tells us that you're on a, di- you are looking for something different than I am. Right. It was not a, oh, you're an idiot. It was. But oh. imagine if this show had been done in our 20s. Oh God. If it had been done in our 20s, it would have been, you're an, oh, you like this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Stop listening to my show, please. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's the kind I mean. of stupid it's shit. Yeah. Elevation, the evolution of, of yeah, someone. It's called look, growing the fuck yeah, up. Just, look, yeah. man, maybe it's not for you mm-hmm. to say that just because a lot of people like it doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. Um, necessarily, mm-hmm. it could be simple. Yeah, that that could be true. Mm-hmm. But um, just because it makes a lot of money, yeah, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good, right? Or smart, mm-hmm. or cutting edge, and right? It probably doesn't have to be. Yeah, uh, because as you said, show business. Yeah, and if you like it, you'll like it. That's what matters. That's why when we talked about like our guilty pleasure show, where it's like I don't really, feel, I'm not guilty. I don't feel guilty. I don't feel guilty about, about letting anything. the wedding singer as much as I do. Yeah. I just do. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't feel bad about the fact that if I'm watching it with a group, Hudson Hawk is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, because I understand watching it on its own by myself. It's not. You know, but when you're in the right mindset, it's an awesome time. That is really what what it boils down to here. The the lesson he learns at the end, and the way he learns it, just yeah. that look on his face of God. Oh. Uh, I, I I love that. That's why when Joseph and I did the Criterion Top Ten, right. this was my number one. Right. Because I'm like, no, this is... It's important. It's important for that. I mean, it's like, I'm not a... The Canon Films, they made one good... One, what would be called good movie. Mm. Everyone that I know's favorite John Cassavetti's movie is Love Streams. That was Canon. Wow. Um, but... The documentary about that reminded me, yeah, these were guys who just loved making movies and were like, fucking let's do it. Yeah. Except for the stuff that they had that kind of racist, rape fetishist do for the Death Wish movies. Uh, those are the only ones that I'm a little, ah, I don't you know. know, Jim. Yeah. There are rapists out there in the urban sprawl that need a picture made for them. Yeah. I'm thinking of them. I'm thinking of them. Yeah, who else would I think of them? I a story about the lipstick rapist. <laughs> I thought, I need to make a picture where someone uses lipstick on an asshole before <laughs> someone gets raped. Let's talk, though. Yes, sir. Although I will say, Sullivan's Travels <laughs> does have the most disturbing line ever hidden in it. I, I tell you, killers, I used to know a killer got his picture in the paper. Used to call him the blowtorch killer. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the, Both of us just friend sort of. Friend of mine. A friend of mine. Yeah, friend of mine. Blowtorch killer. Uh, you and I both just went. What? <laughs> I couldn't believe it was happening. What did you just say? 
could you just write a bit I would write? <laughs> the blowtorch blow killer. And he's a friend of yours. Well, let's be honest. I don't think you're going to say no to that guy's friendship. I don't think you're going to. That's fair enough. That's uh, fair point. I, to, I would rather be on the good side. Yeah, of the blowtorch killer. Of the blowtorch killer. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I don't fit your profile, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. cool. Hey, buddy. Cool. Hey. You keep burning those. Go USA. Whatever. A-OK USA, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But there, there is, I mean, if you think about it, how many movies you loved when you were a kid were canon movies? Every fucking thing had that yeah. canon, even to the point that I remember when the when the the lines moved apart when it came. I always noticed that that, that the C never the top and bottom part never really lined up perfect, and that always oh, yeah. bugged me a little bit. Mark like, Clapp and I used to joke about forming a uh, band called Cannon and Carolco. <laughs> I nice. used to talk about getting the Cannon tattoo on one calf and the Carolco <laughs> yeah. tattoo on the other calf. Yeah, they were the ones that <laughs> those are the ones that dialed into it. That yeah. that is the soundtrack of our childhood. Yeah, absolutely, man. Because they were like, oh, this is fun. We'll do now, did you watch the documentary about no, it? No, no. Oh, you? because uh man, they uh they take themselves a little serious. Not them, the guys from Breakin. Mm-hmm. <whistles> Holy shit. Really? Not Boogaloo Shrimp, the other guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Not Boogaloo Shrimp. He's like, look at that. We had we had people of different cultures and races dancing. We did what the United Nations couldn't. In particular, have Ice T singing "Dance to Party," a party of dance, dance yeah. with fucking ski goggles with rhinestones on them. And frankly, if the UN would do that on a regular basis, I'd <laughs> yeah. be in support of them. I'd be Jean Claude Van Damme in a spandex bodysuit break dancing. Boy, that was fantastic. Yes, At the beginning, sir. Oh man, his little hands up move is so fantastic. Yeah, uh, I got uh, hot plates, hot plates, <laughs> like the like the chef. Can I sell you another <laughs> stack of pancakes, doctor? <laughs> yes. Oh uh, my, he wants to buy a car and a soda, the, doctor. The casual racism that was just known as hey, doctor. how things were done. You want some more black and soda? <laughs> Come on, doctor. <laughs> well, what's so funny is that is that was such casual racism that for the time. Didn't even register as racism. Today, you look at it like, holy shit. Back then, it was like, well, this is a dignified portrayal of an African-American man at work yes. compared to every other movie in the world. Right. Uh, well, he got uh, thrown around a lot and ended up with all that pancake powder on his face. Hey, you're so, white now. Oh, that was I, hilarious. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Oh, comedy. Oh, oh comedy stuff. gold. Uh Man, does that sum Barbaric. does that sum up our thoughts on Sullivan's Travels? It do. It's one that I think everybody needs to see if you like movies, just because it's one that, at its very heart, is about what we like about movies and why we watch them in the first place. Yeah. So uh, if that about sums it up, we're going to go ahead and uh, let Lemmy play us out. As we tell you to check us out at thefilmthugs.com, www.thefilmthugs.com, thelifemasters at podbean.com. Email us at thefilmthugs at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, all of that. Call us at 512-666-RANT. Other than that, are we good? We are good. All right. Goodbye. And thanks for the good times, Lemmy.
Uh, underappreciated. Underappreciated. Good speed, Lemmy. Yes.